everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working moms and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insight and joy. I, your host, mum, and effortless lifestyle coach, Marina Pearson, talk to transformational professionals, business owners, and creatives about what it really takes to have a business and life you can truly enjoy. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. And if you'd like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about The Joy of Being Retreat, an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina at marinapearson.com with Joy of Being Retreat in the title. So welcome, Nora. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. And I know that this one is going to be really important for all of those mums and women who just feel like they just don't have enough time. I know um, that this is probably the biggest problem that, uh, you know, I've seen, especially with my clients who feel like they have no time, especially leisure time to really look after themselves. So I'm really excited to have you on here. Um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. So yeah, Laura, what what was your story? I'm really curious about that because obviously you base your business around helping mums manage their time. Um, I saw that also you do declutter side of things. So I'm curious about what got you on this journey in the first instance. Um, well, my business journey has taken a couple turns. Um, I actually started out kind of more in the personal finance 
realm. And then um, I just, something I enjoy, but I wasn't super passionate about it. So um, then I went through a really tough season of loss. Um, you know, um, my lost my daughter shortly after birth due to a genetic disorder. And then we had some other losses in the family. And I just realized how important it was to manage my time and simplify. And so I could focus on those things that are most important to me. Wow. I did not know that. That's, um, yeah, I can imagine that something like that must have been um, a bit of a wake-up call in some way, shape, or form. Yes, definitely. But, um, you know, I really worked hard to keep an attitude of gratitude, you know, with the time that we had. And it just really pushed me to manage my time well, that I could pursue my dreams, but also be, you know, the daughter, the sister, friend wife and mother that I wanted to we've been since been blessed with a little boy that's one year old one year old now so yeah you know you talk about how that moment really um shifted things for you and I'm curious about what why it led to what you are doing right now so you know I understand that time is really important but what was it that had you really um yeah what was it that, that kind of took you on that journey uh, from having that loss to going, yeah, time. Right. Well, I kind of started, um, it kind of started in the decluttering thing. You notice I do a lot with decluttering because, um, in order to manage your time well, I think in life you need to be able to simplify. And that's important to me with, you know, just the extra clutter that's going to take up valuable time from you. And that's really, um, you know, after that loss, that was that wake up call that, okay, I have just way too much stuff around me right now that's taking up too much of my time. And it's not just, you know, decluttering the stuff, you know, I decluttered my calendar from too many commitments. And that way I could focus on what really matters. So from going through that decluttering process. And then the next step for me was really to focus more on time management and productivity so that I can focus on those tasks that matter so that I can, you know, section my time up properly with, um, I use a lot of time blocking to make sure that, you know, my business has its time and my family has its time. And it's really gotten rid of a lot of the mommy guilt that I was experiencing at the beginning of last year. Like, you know, my business is important to me, but there's my family and how am I going to fit this both into everything? So what I'm hearing you say is that you were quite torn, which I'm assuming, you know, and I, I see this a lot, which is, um, you know, the listeners, I'm sure some of them might be going through this as well, which is feeling torn between the business and family life and thinking that somehow when they're doing the work that they need to be spending more time with their family and maybe when they're with the family, spending more time with their work, correct? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think that all the time. And I mean, it's something I've experienced too. Yeah, it's a real head fog. And, you know, that is a, that is a technical term for, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that, um, certainly I've, I've seen on the journey of motherhood where, uh, that we can get torn 
Um, so I'm curious about something. I'm curious about how doing the time thing and scheduling all of that in um, made a difference to you in terms of the guilt. Because maybe we think, oh yeah, I need to get, I need to get round to that. I'll, I'll sort that out. Oh, um, I'll do that later. And especially as women, because like I am assuming, maybe it's just me, but I have a tendency to go right. Let me go make myself a cup of tea. Before I do that, let me just pick everything up from the floor and then let me wash up those cups and then let me then forget why I went into the kitchen in the first place because there's something else that's just caught my attention. And before I know it, I'm, you know, bathing my son and then going, oh, I went into the kitchen all those hours ago to get myself a cup of tea and I still haven't had it yet. Well, it's definitely not just you. I know I have experienced that too. And um, a lot of it is what has helped with that, you know, and it's still not perfect by any means, but just using those time blocks to um, be like, okay, from this time to this time, I'm focused on my business. And from this time to this time, I'm focused on my home and then my family. And for me, especially just it got rid of that guilt knowing that I have that time set aside to focus just on my family or just on taking care of my house and just to build my business. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting because I... um you know, I have my son who comes home and at three mm-hmm. of the, well, I have to go and pick him up at four when I have him. Um, and then from there on in, it's pretty much over to him because the rest of the day had to be planned around um, my business and what have you. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting was that there was an element to this, which was, okay, so I'm working and being a mom that I had down, but there was something missing, which was my own self-care, oh, which yeah. was time for me. Mm-hmm. and super important too right and at the beginning that was like oh my god this is super indulgent can I go and get that massage or you know can I go and do that yoga um and often I hear that a lot of the time which is I haven't got time for me downtime for me leisure time for me because I'm either being a mom or I'm actually doing the business yeah. so I'm curious about that too because do you schedule that in as well I do try to do that I mean sometimes it's with my toddler underfoot but you know you do what you have to do on certain days you know sometimes if he's playing quietly I'll get myself a cup of coffee that I love and take a few minutes to read a good book or and you know my husband is great he'll take him on a walk so I can have those few minutes to myself that I need so badly as an introvert I just need to like just sit and the quiet, maybe look on my planner, something I love to do, the cup of coffee. So, um, you know, when kids are, you know, when you have those little bits of time, um, it's easy to put that last on the to-do list. Totally, 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 yes. totally. It's so easy to do that, right? Yes, totally. But, you know, I've learned that you can't pour from an empty cup in order to be that good mother and business owner and partner. You've got to take care of yourself so you can be filled up to be able to serve those around you. Yeah. And, and, and there's a sense, you know, I used to think that somehow I had to put off the things that I wanted to do in my life. So like, I love to sing and 
you know, I, I, I go to yoga now twice or three times a week. And one of the things that I noticed was I was kind of saying to myself, once I have, you know, everything else sorted, then I'll just get on and do um, the things that I love. And then one day I realized, oh, that's never going to happen because I'm yeah. expecting it to look like this before I do any of that. But what mm-hmm. if I just did it? What if I just did it now and made that the priority yeah. as opposed to everything else? So I'm curious about something, Laura. You know, I often have seen, we think it's a time issue or lack of time issue. But what's your take on it being actually not a time issue, but more of a priority issue? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, things uh, just come up and then suddenly, yeah, they're a priority because they're urgent and maybe they're not really important to take care of right now. <laughs> now I've fallen into that so many times, but it really takes a conscious effort to be able to put those priorities first. And it is, you know, just making time for those priorities. Like you said, you know, it is a, a lot of it does have to do with those priorities and making sure that they're at the forefront. You know, I think priority, the priorities take planning. You know, how are you going to live into those priorities? Yeah. So, you know, why wouldn't you make yourself a priority? That's the big question mark I usually ask my clients, mm-hmm. which is why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you make yourself the priority? Because if it's, if you're not, prioritizing you. I mean, I'm not saying all the time, but if you're not including that priority, then making everything else work makes it so much more difficult, as you were saying, about filling our cup. So it's super easy. Like when you see it from that perspective, it now becomes like, well, how can I fit everything else around that priority? Because that is the number one thing that needs to get done or the number one thing that needs to be looked after, as opposed to saying, I have no time because we always make time for the things we prioritize. So whether that be looking at the emails, whether Mm -hmm. that be being on Facebook, whether that be, because effectively where you're spending your time, that's kind of, you're saying I'm prioritizing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And how you spend your time really does show what's important to you. Um, but then sometimes when you look at it that way, you have to really kind of think, okay, is this really important to me or do I need to kind of rearrange what I'm spending my time on? <laughs> so there's, there's an inquiry that can happen, right? So there's a real mm-hmm. inquiry because I'm, there's a sense of like, you know, when I speak to clients, they, 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 they spend a lot of time on Facebook. They spend a lot of time on their phone. They spend a lot of time, um, there, but it's not because it's a priority per se, but more of a fear of missing out when they're actually getting inquiry around it. It's like that feeling like if they're not on there, they're going to miss out on something. Have you found that? Yes. I've seen that so much. And, you know, a lot of us have goals and less time on our phones and, you know, on those distractions, but, you know, we so easily get sucked in, like you said, it's the fear of missing out. But um, I've had to put a lot of kind of systems in place to keep me off of, you know, the phone. I, you know, I don't 
I have it installed right now, but when it was becoming a problem, I deleted the Facebook app off my phone. I've used like a browser extension. Um, I think it's called Kill Newsfeed to take away that Facebook newsfeed so that I'm not tempted to just scroll and scroll and get sucked in. So it's because it's just so easy to get distracted by those. Um, I think it's important that if you have a goal to, you know, not get off the Facebook and the email is to have those systems in place in order to do that. If it just doesn't come by naturally, you can say that. And then the next day, I mean, I've been there, you know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to check it real quick. And then an hour later, you're <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those habits. And I guess with like any habit, there's thinking around it because behavior is always going to be based on our thinking, right? So right. if it makes sense to us to be on there, like it makes sense to us to smoke, like it may, may, make, may make sense to us to have a glass of wine, to switch off, um, we'll keep on doing those things until it doesn't make sense to us anymore. But there's also the opportunity to go, and you know what? I'm just going to confront the very thing I'm discomfort, I'm going to be really uncomfortable with, which is turn it off, don't look at it, um, and get on and do something else. Right. Like you said, a lot of it is that mental shift of really deciding that that is no longer going to have that kind of place in your life. You know, it takes a lot of mental work to get past that. And though it's not easy by any means, it's important to really take account of your thoughts and the emotions and just how that's affecting your life in order of, um, as it relates to how you spend your time. So what are some of the things that you share with your clients when you're working with them that have really helped them? Um, Well, is I think the first step is really to get rid of the guilt because we're like, I spend too much time on there. And Throwing in the past, you know, we can learn from it and move forward, get rid of the mommy guilt and um, all that goes along with it and just look towards the future and live in the present moment because that is what matters and that's where, you know, you're going to get a lot of joy by living in the moment and getting past that, like the mental um, block really of the fear of missing out. So I really think that that's, you know, the first and most important step is to get that clear focus of living in the here and now. And that's really kind of what the time management and the time blocking does for me is, you know, setting apart those blocks so that in that time frame, I can be fully present and aware. I can pour into my clients during my work time and I can to my family during the family time and focus on, you know, filming myself up during the self-care time. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I really hear you. And, um, I remember um, it was funny, you know, like I didn't used to block time and I used to, um, it was funny because I, I would, I would have sort of potential calls, you know, every day. And then I was like, why is my time being filled up? And then I realized, oh, it's because my diary's scheduled that way. Yeah. 
And, um, and it was a big wake up call for me because I was like, well, hang on a second. If I want a different outcome and I don't want to be doing this this way, I'm going to have to reorganize my diary so that it doesn't allow for that to happen. So, so like on Monday, I've got admin day. Now I've got calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Friday usually is either catch up day or my self care day, which is, um, you know, I'll go and get a massage or I'll go and get waxed or, um, and you know, Tuesday and Thursdays I have yoga in the mornings. So there is a routine. And what I've found is, you know, especially as a creative, I don't know if you found this too, Laura is I used to think that somehow routine was boring. Um, that somehow it was, uh, pain in the ass because it meant that I couldn't be spontaneous. (laughs) Right. Have you found that? I have found a lot of, you know, a lot of people feel that way. I am the type A type. I like thrive on (laughs) the routine and planning and all that. But I realized how important it is to have that plan in place that create that margin to be flexible because things rarely go exactly as you planned. (laughs) Totally. Here's the plan. Here's what really happened. And they usually don't very, don't look alike. Um, Yeah, not at all. But what I realized was, is that, that even though there was a faint little structure, so I realized something about time, which is very much um, the same around money. And although you can never get your time back, uh, the same concept applies with money. If you don't, like if you've got all your money in one pot and you don't know how to allocate that money, it usually gets spent, Right. Yeah, you know, you can look at a budget for money and kind of a budget for time. Totally. Like it really totally. works both ways. Exactly. And that was a huge aha moment for me too, which was like, oh, actually, I'm not budgeting my time. I'm actually spending my time. Don't know where I'm spending it in. Uh, so how can I then shift and change if I don't know where I'm spending it? So like, it was very much like, okay, um, if I now analyze where I'm spending my time, I may be able to then shift where I'm spending more of my time and should be spending it more on this and this and this to become more effective. So it was, um, it was once again, another bit of an eye opener for me to realize that um, just as I budget for money, that there could also be an opportunity here to budget for time and actually allocate pots of time, plates of time. Right. Yes. And that little bit of structure goes a long way. I love how you have your week set out, you know, just it's not rigid and it's able to be rearranged if needed, but just having that outline for yourself, you know, I'm sure it's easier to get a lot done and you can know where your day's going and what your week's going to look like in advance. And that's um, a lot of what I tell my clients and followers that you know, that those just a little bit of routines and systems can really get rid of the guilt and help you really take back control of how you're spending your time. And there's something else you said, and I'd really like to go back to that, which is uh-huh. this uh, presence. Oh, yes. And because it's very easy for us to go, yeah, get over your guilt. Yeah, become more present. But for somebody that's listening, that's finding it really hard, because effectively the joy of being is all about being present in the moment. Right. Yeah. Because that's where true joy is. It's not in what you're up to. It's more in 
where you are in your head when you're up to that thing. Like, you know, the baby that, that basically is so focused on, you know, that the face of the mother, he, they are absorbed in that activity. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Because they are so present. Right. Yeah. And when we're in that moment, there is nothing we need. There is nothing that we, we need to search for. Everything is just as it is. And what I have found is that we talk about the logistical side of time, which is scheduling in, um, you know, focus, all of that sort of thing. Um, you know, turn off your laptop, turn off your phone, turn off your Facebook app or whatever it might be. Um, even turn off the internet, which is an interesting one. For yeah. some of you, you might be listening going, oh my God, turn off the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, right? But it's an interesting one because it's like, well, if I need to create content, if I need to um, do some really full-on creation, then this is actually a really good use of my time without, why do I need the internet? So if you're listening and you're feeling very uncomfortable right now, great. That's an indication that this is probably a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. because then you start to realize it's not as scary as you thought. And usually, you know, when what I found that's been very helpful is to understand that that discomfort is more of an indication of something to explore and to confront than it is that it's going to hurt you, hinder you, um, make your life a misery. Because often we can get really, I mean, I don't know if you found this, Laura, we can often get really, we can mis- be misguided by what we feel and thinking that the discomfort's going to bring us something bad as opposed to seeing that we can confront it head on. And actually, as we do, we start to have insights. And as a result of that, we also end up experiencing far more freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And it can be... Um, like you said, uncomfortable when you're all of a sudden trying to really put into practice that living in the moment because it's easier said than done. Your brain moves a million miles an hour, at least mine does sometimes, and I have trouble shutting off those other areas. But one thing that has helped me the most is to, when I really wanted to focus and be in the moment, is to kind of focus on um, the senses, be like, okay, what am I seeing right now? What do I hear? smell and feel and um that little practice has really helped me um you know really create those memories and be more present than help shut off those thoughts that were running through my head of you know my to-do list and my schedule and all those things that distract me from you know doing what I want to do is you know getting that joy of being totally present in the moment. And the other thing that I've noticed is, is we don't have to take our thoughts seriously. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like when we're sitting there and we're with our kids and then we have this thought pops in, I've got to do the dinner or I've got to go and I've got to just quickly move that over there. And, Oh, let me just get, we don't actually need to do any of that. We just think we do. Yeah, that's a fantastic point because, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> we could make our to do list a million miles long if we let ourselves and took all of that 
totally seriously. Yeah, if I did everything that I had running through my head at any particular time, I would never be able to sit down. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> so it's almost like, you know, having a, um, a file, like um, pieces of paper sitting on your desk and going, okay, that one's important. I don't need to do that one. That one, definitely not. That can wait, that can wait, that can wait, that can wait, that can wait. There's the waiting pile. That can be done later. This needs my attention right now. It's almost like a selection process of like, that I really don't need to do right now. Like the dishes sitting in the sink, that can wait. Like I don't, that, that's not really going to do anything to my life. Yeah. But it's just, we get so distracted, right? It's like, oh, but I remember um, I used to live in Bali and there was this one morning that I decided to go and do meditation. I don't really meditate at all. But this one morning, it was, it, was, it, it was almost like I was drawn to going to do it. So I went and just sat for a bit. And um, I suddenly felt a very, but yeah, I had a burning sensation in between my legs. And I'm like, oh God, you know, the mosquito has bitten me. Now, my usual, my usual memorandum would be, oh, let me scratch. And then it would bleed and then it would itch more and that sort of thing. This time, I was like, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to let it be. And you know what was really amazing is that after, an, after a minute, that burning sensation went and it didn't itch anymore. Oh. And the realization I had was, what if I just let things be? Like, what if I didn't take my thoughts so seriously about this particular thing that I'm taking it so seriously about? Right. And just let it be. And it gets sorted anyway. Just gets handled. Right. Yeah, I love that story. And it kind of circles back to what we were talking about with priorities and, you know, letting it be and all those thoughts. And if it's really a test will help us live into those top priorities, then yeah, it's something we, you know, want to consider doing. But it's that decision process to, you know, so let it be and decide whether that's going to move us closer to, you know, taking care of what we need to, or if it's just another distraction. And what's your take on slowing down, Laura? Because I know that often we think, you know, if we start from the, because this is what's coming to me. If we start from the reality of, I have no time. If we're, if we're walking in that reality more of the time, if we're walking in that reality because I'm busy, because I've a lot going on, because I'm doing so much, then this idea of slowing down or giving ourselves a break or giving ourselves time to just not do and to just be and just maybe go for a walk, be in nature, whatever it is that we love, doesn't get booked in because we think we're wasting our time. Right. Yeah. And slowing down, it can make such a big difference because... I know when I allow myself to slow down and, you know, like I go for a walk. I love going for a walk around our neighborhood. And sometimes, you know, you just kind of sit and chill and even watch, you know, some TV shows with my family and just that not worrying about that to do with can make you more productive later on because you've had that time to slow down and really find that joy of living in the moment and I think we don't slow down enough (laughs) honestly I know I don't 
I mean, I've gotten better about it lately because I've seen um, just how much better, how the effect it has on my life. But it's still kind of a conscious decision to be like, okay, I'm moving too fast. I'm doing too much. I really need to just, you know, slow down for a while, do something I enjoy and get that refreshment from it of really like living and not just striving. Yeah. What if I'm curious, actually, I'm curious about what some of the effects have been on for you by slowing down. What are some of the things that you've seen that you, that were unexpected for you? Um, Just a lot more fun with my family, just allow myself to relax and, you know, have more good times with my husband and my son. You know, we went to the zoo and took our time and just walked around and enjoyed it. You know, he's one one year old, so he's loves seeing all the animals. He point and wave to them and just taking that in and knowing, you know, time goes by so fast. He's not gonna be little very long before I know it. He's you know he's going to be all grown up uh, a blink of an eye and I just want to savor those moments of watching him you know grow up it's like the giraffe right the giraffe that that regurgitates its food and goes down its long neck and then it comes back up again and they still chew on it's so easy for us to go what's next what's next what's next but actually what's is really at the heart of pleasure and joy and and all of that is us actually being yeah just being and I and I I don't know about you Laura but I've often found that when I'm just being i.e hanging out watching my son play or you know taking the day off whatever taking the day off whatever that means actually um that's when I get my best ideas Anyway. Yeah, when you like let your mind clear, it's amazing what can come to you. That's you know, when I've experienced some of my best ideas as well. So it's not time wasted as we think it might be. Often, you know, it's funny when I, I my my masseur is like about twenty minutes away from here, twenty, twenty-five minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning I thought, Oh, oh, it's a waste of time and you know, it's almost like an hour out of my day. Well, more than that. I mean, the massage itself is not a waste of my time. It's amazing. Um, But the indulgence of getting in the car and driving off when I could find somebody here. But what I found actually, and this is a surprise to me, was when I drive, that's when I get the information. I get get some really cool information when I'm driving. So this concept of wasting time, I've actually seen that when I – don't do anything related to business and I'm just doing what I need to do as in going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's far more effective for me than if I'm sitting at my desk and being busy, like doing stuff as opposed to, as opposed to not. Yeah. It takes kind of that perspective shift. I love that of, you know, really looking and is this really a waste of time or what am I really getting out of this? You know, you look at it that way, um, it does help you evaluate how you spend your time a lot and what is coming to you and those benefits that you can find in unexpected places. Yeah. 
And I think they're just, it, it just needs a little bit of an awareness around it. Like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work and we shouldn't say, you know, you've got to be rather than do. That's right. more like an awareness that to be created around where we spend our time, how we're spending it, where we get our best ideas from, what's going on for us when we do get our best ideas, how that can save a lot, us a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got to get stuff done. You know, we've got to work. We've got to pay bills. We've got to clean the house occasionally. <laughs> but um, when you do take that perspective of looking at the priorities and taking that time to be still and slow, that it's really not a waste of time when you work that into your life. It can affect so many other areas as well. Yeah, it was funny. I had a client who just texted me the other day and she goes, oh my God, Marina, I'm on holiday in Cornwall and lo and behold, I've got loads of bookings that have just all come in. (laughs) And I said, go on holiday and make a million. That's really what, it, it can be that easy in that we often think that we because we don't have the time, we have to work harder, more hours to make up for the things that we haven't done. But it's so counterintuitive to think, actually, what I need to do is rest. What I need to do is just switch off and go away. Or what I need to do is just relax. Because that way you can listen. But also, I found that when we're not attached to when we're not thinking about the very things that we, we think we need to think about in order for us to get done there's space that's created and in the internal space, it just allows for more stuff to come in. Mm-hmm. And I've often seen this with clients is, is they're like, Oh my God, how does this work? And I said, I don't really know how it works, but I'm assuming that they're the law of the universe abhors a vacuum. So if there's space, it just wants to fill it. Yeah. And I think taking that time, it just kind of allows you to, you have that perspective that you don't have to fill up your work time with busy work. It helps you really see what tasks are really going to make a difference and what really was not moving you forward. And taking that time away helps with that perspective a lot of what's really going to make a difference in my business and what's not. So, Laura, what I've heard you really say today is have an, create an awareness around where you're spending your time, how you're spending your time, create sort of a framework around it so that you can see where you're spending your time so you can shift and change it, but also be surprised as in mm-hmm. often we think time wasted, but actually it's not time wasted. It's time spent, invested in to get ideas and to listen when we have a more relaxed um, attitude to our work, but also to life in general. And that space can really be make a massive, massive difference. Yes, it can. So Laura, what are you giving yourself permission to do more of these days? Um, I am giving myself more permission to take that time to really relax and rest and, um, do more things that I enjoy. I just recently um, started taking more time to read. I love to read and learn new things or just get, read a good fiction book. And 
I've just started doing that again and I've really been enjoying it. So that is what lately I've given myself more permission to do. Wonderful. Sounds amazing. I know often we go, oh, I don't even have the time to finish the book. Yes. <laughs> I've got 5,000. Yeah, I just books. finished the first book I finished in a long time. Like, yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's worth celebrating. I've got like 5,000 yeah. books on the go. <laughs> so Laura, um, you know, if, if someone wants to contact you because they feel like they have no time, how can they get in touch with you? They can reach me at my website that is laurasusha.com or they can email me at laura, L-A-U-R-A at laurasusha.com or connect with me. I am on Instagram and Facebook and I have um, a free Facebook group that they can find on my website where we kind of talk about our goals and how we're spending our time and practice. What's the name of the Facebook page? The group is Living Simply Organized and Focused. Awesome. I'm going to go and check it out. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. And oh, thank you so much, Marina. It was wonderful talking with you today. And so, yeah, for those of you that are time poor, um, I actually have created a time hack sheet, um, which I will put the link in at the bottom of the show notes. But for anyone that wants to, you know, connect with Laura, um, I'd also do that too. And so until the next time, bye-bye for now. And there you have it. Another wonderful episode of The Joy of Being. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? And if you're curious as to how you can experience more joy in your life and feel carefree, then I invite you to download your Joy Catalyst Scorecard at www.marinapearson.com slash scorecard, which will help you identify the joy gaps and what you can do to fill them. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at marinapearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.